Can you hear it with your ears? Can you see it with your eyes? Can you feel it wiggling between your quivering thighs? That thing, that thing, that thing with James Once every millennium something will come along When you feel it you will know it cause it's coming on strong That thing, that thing Let me come inside your mind I promise you it won't take long The change will happen soon You will feel something so special Growing deep within you That thing That thing That thing With James That thing That thing That thing with James That's me Hi, welcome to That Thing with James J. Asher II. I'm your host, James J. Asher II. That's me! Welcome to episode 29. Here we are. Let's do this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this thing here. I'm gonna do this. Check it out. Check it out. Let's try that again, huh? I've been fucking with this. Let's see what, let's see, let's see, huh? Boom, 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 boom. See, how's it go? How's it go? I just made that up. I just made that up. So it's a little sloppy. Okay, I, and that's also a lie. I made it up yesterday. I made up half of it, and then I made up another half of it a um, few hours ago. Still sloppy. Haven't been practicing as much as I would like. Been busy. Been busy, folks. Um, but before I get into that, let me take care of some quick business. Some quid business. <clears throat> if you want to donate to the show, you may do so at patreon.com slash that thing with James. Patreon.com slash that thing with James. It's a uh, monthly donation setup. You can donate as little as $1 a month or as much as $15,000 per month if you have fuck you money or if you're just really poor at money management and you have that sitting around. If you want to waste your nest egg on me, go for it. If you want to gamble your nest egg on me, go for it. But if you're gambling on me, I want you to know 
the odds are good. Patreon.com slash that thing with James. Donate. Help me keep this show going. Help me get more and better equipment so I can make this show more better and I can get more guests and bring more stuff to you and the thing, you know, and that thing. And then we can hang out and all this stuff. And it's good. It's good. So yeah, patreon.com slash that thing with James. If you want to donate, you may do so. And plus you can make a single donation. Just enroll. Donate once and then unenroll. If that's what you want to do, do you. Patreon.com slash that thing with James. Pow. Now, I also have a website you can check out, jamesjasher.com. That's my website. I built it with the help of my friend Lucas. Lucas is my friend who does acupuncture. He's damn good at it. He's a certified traditional Chinese medicine practitioner so he can give you chinese herbs that you can't get unless you've got unless you're licensed t licensed tcm practitioner tcm not to be confused with tcm turner classic movies i'm talking about traditional chinese medicine my friend lucas he helped me build my own website because he had recently built his own he had like extra room on his web hoster and also like uh um, he got a, like a sweet deal on a theme, you know, so you can build your website and make it look good. So, uh, Lucas, if you're out there, bud, thank you. Thank you. JamesJasher.com. You can go there, check out my blog. Um, if you go way, way back before I started the show, you can see some of my writing. I put some writing samples, some um, snippets from my book, snippets that I've probably since edited. And yes, I'm writing a book, by the way. I will have written. Um, I'm, I'm trying to get it published now. You don't, you don't need to know too much about that anyway. That's, that's another topic, a conversation. JamesJasher.com. If you go to the contact page, you can find my agent's contact info there um if you want to like hire me or something talk to the agent or if you don't want to talk to the agent you can hit me up at my email which is that thing with james at gmail.com you can hit me up if you've got some work or some ideas for a subject for an episode or if you have questions if you're in need of advice i can give advice on the show i am not a licensed therapist but i have strong opinions and soft opinions and everywhere in between um that thing with james at gmail.com if you want to hit me up hit me up Boom, boom, pow, wow, knocking this out of the park. Uh, you can find me on social media, on Instagram and Twitter. My handle is uh, James, at James J. Asher. That's what it is. It's at the at sign, at sign, James J. Asher, J-A-M-E-S-J-A-S-H-E-R. J as in the letter J, not like J-A-Y. Okay, okay, J-J-J, J, all right? Uh, okay, so I've done the donations, I've done the website, I've done that stuff. If you're listening to this on the audio, um, uh, wow. <laughs> wow. You're actually listening to this? I'm losing subscribers like fucking crazy. So I guess I must be doing something right. I was slowly, I was gaining like... 10 uh, i was slowly gaining more subscribers it got to the point where i peaked at like 
80 subscribers across my various audio things. I'm, a, I'm on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn, and I think another one. I think another one. I can't think of what it is, though. <clears throat> Sorry, I've been a little bit sick still. I'll talk about that in a bit. Um, but yeah, I'm losing audio subscribers, which is fucking crazy. I, I peaked at 80 a couple weeks ago, and then I've just lost them. I'm, I'm like down to like 20 subscribers now over the past three weeks, the past three episodes. what I do to piss all of you off? Oh, well, I don't fucking know because you don't, I mean, you don't talk to me or anything. You just leave me hanging. I'm here all alone just talking to myself to a microphone hooked up to my computer and to my phone in which I'm recording a video, which I'm going to touch on here in a minute. But uh, going back to the audio, if you're listening to this on audio, please, um, you know, you can rate and review the show if you're able to. That'd be great. That's like a thing that helps, I suppose, from what I hear. And uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, please, if you haven't done so already, subscribe to the show if you want to. If you like the show, subscribe to my channel. Hit the little bell button so you get notifications every time I upload a new episode. And, um, you know, like the videos you like. Leave a comment. And for both of you, viewers and listeners, share the show with your friends. If you like the show, share, spread the love, man. You know anyone? Got any coworkers? Got any family members? Just have any friends? Any strangers you want to turn on to my show? Turn them on. Turn on your strangers. Turn them on. Do whatever it takes to turn on those strangers. <sighs> Speaking of turning on strangers, dude, I had a fucking harrowing experience at open mic last night, but I'm going to touch on that in a minute, too. First, I want to get to this whole thing about, I mentioned uh, I was going to talk about how I'm sick. I've been coughing shit up, just coughing stuff up for the past week. I've been sick for like the past two weeks. Um, my allergies have just gone crazy. It started out as like a head thing for like a week and a half. And then I felt fine. And then all of a sudden, I just started getting a different kind of drainage where it wasn't like tearing my throat up anymore, but now I'm just coughing stuff up. It's going into my lungs and it's better now, but I'm still coughing stuff up. It's better now compared to where it was uh, a few days ago and a few days before that. And I'm kind of sick of it and I'm kind of sick of this heat, dude. I think, I think the heat is causing a lot of stress for everybody. I think the heat is making people really quick-tempered, really short-tempered, quick to anger. And people are making poor choices. Uh, they're getting very emotional. And I think it's all directly related, related to the fucking heat. Global. We're like globally way hotter than shit ever has been. And it's just fucking crazy. It's crazy hot worldwide. And, um, and it's making people crazy. Um, like I've just been basically like PMSing. Like you know, I've just been premenstrual syndrome. Even even though I don't have a menstrual syndrome, I've been PMSing for like two weeks. It's just been a fucking harsh, harsh, hard two weeks. Been dealing with a lot of bullshit from a lot of different people for a lot of different reasons. My day job has been a pain in the ass. I've been dealing with just people 
making really poor choices for really stupid reasons that could like compromise all the fucking work that I've done for a long, long time. And it's very frustrating. I don't, I don't want to go into detail about my day job because I don't enjoy it and I don't get paid uh, enough to do it to really devote that much time talking about the it and, and to share the details about it. I just don't. Um, it's not something I really care too much about with my life. It's simply a means to an end. It's just a way to pay my bills and survive and feed myself while I try to get things going the way I want them to get going. <clears throat> See, I'm sorry if you could hear that. It's just some like gonk hacking up in here, friends. Uh, and of course, it's hot as hell in this apartment right now. I have to turn off the ACs so this sounds good. So um, I almost got into a fight at open mic last night and i i really do believe the heat was part of it but that is a thing i'm going to talk to you about but i want to build up to it first um but yeah work's been a pain in the ass um people are trying to commit fraud i mean it, it's the people who I, I i'm freelance technically i'm freelance but um my clients who are also kind of sort of my 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 bosses at the same time like i'm my own boss but my clients also happen to be my boss it's weird being freelance there's just a lot of like gray areas when it comes to being a independent independent contractor um well my bosses just kind of uh, they want to commit light fraud and it's not like they haven't done it before and it's not like they haven't gotten in trouble for it before either. Me, I am against committing fraud. I prefer to keep things on the up and up. Um, keep it legal. Keep things transparent. Keep things honest because honesty is the best policy. I mean, duh. Unless, of course, you know, you have to make a white lie to, like, literally save your life or someone else's life. And that's, that's a gray area. But for the most part, honesty is the best policy. Even when it comes to business. Even if business seems like it might be a little slow. Honesty is still better than committing fraud, no matter how small the fraud might be. And it seems like... Some people just cannot help but commit fraud. Like, they just feel this uh, irresistible urge to commit fraud, to, to cheat at their business. And in so doing, they complicate so much stuff and they have to deal with so much stress because they're dealing with so many problems that implicate law and ethics and morals. And they're on the wrong side of those three criteria. If you're committing fraud and trying to cheat in business, okay? Okay? Is that easy enough? That shit's stressful to have on your fucking mind all the time. While you're trying to get something, while you're trying to get ahead through cheating. Through fraud. Even if it's light fraud. <sighs> um, but some people... 
they just, I, it just seems like they have an irresistible urge to, to commit fraud, to break the law, to cheat. And, and I think that's cheap because, okay, so yeah. I mentioned that it takes a lot of energy because you've got a lot to worry about. You're worrying about a lot of stuff. And also to keep on top of that worry, to keep from getting caught and to keep on top of your lies and to figure out how to lie and cheat in such a way that you can gain and maybe have less of a chance of getting busted. That takes a lot of time and a lot of energy and a lot of effort. In fact, that coupled with the stress of possibly getting busted, I say that is that takes more energy than it does to just do business straight, do business honestly, do business fair and morally correct and ethically um, sound. Um, just keep things simple keep things honest, keep things straight and transparent as far as business dealings are concerned. Because if you put the amount of energy that you otherwise would be putting into cheating, if you put the energy you would be putting into cheating, if you put it into not cheating, you will achieve good things. Maybe it won't happen quite as fast as it would if you were to cheat, but in the long run, you get more because one, you have less to worry about, so much less to worry about. And two, you know, you've got a sound mind. You've done everything you can. You've kept things as honest and straight and uh, um, not legally and morally and ethically gray as possible. You know, you, you end up just with better results in general. You have more, better and longer lasting results if you put your time, energy and effort into doing good, honest business. But some people don't do that. And I, I feel like the drive to commit fraud in business, the drive to cheat, even if it's small things, even if it's gray area, the drive to, to live in that gray area, to try to manipulate things, I feel is a result of um, laziness, it's a result of lack of imagination. It's a result of intelligence. And, and um, you know, if you're not smart enough to figure out how to make things work honestly, if you can't make things work in an honest way or by doing honest things, if you're not smart enough to figure that out, then maybe you'll uh, try to cheat. And maybe there's a correlation. I mean, yeah, sure, there are some genius criminals in the world. Absolute geniuses. But it seems like so often people are, if they're, and, and the genius ones who, who cheat and, and lie and steal and stuff, the genius ones, they're ill, man. They're mentally ill. There's something fucking wrong with those kinds of people. If they're willing to do reprehensible things for self gain. Um, but maybe the people who aren't quite as mentally ill, maybe it's a mixture of both here, but I think some people are just kind of too stupid to figure out 
how to do honest work. And so they have to cheat. Maybe. I don't know. I'm going to be right back. I'm going to take some, uh, I'm going to drink some water and put on the AC for a minute and I'll talk about some more shit. I'll be right back. (laughs) I love doing that. And I'm back. Who's back? I'm back. You're still here. Unless you paused it and went away and then came back. Um, then you're back too. But if you're watching slash listening to this just straight through, you're back. You've been here. I went away. Time dilation. Time's all relative, man. I took like a 20-minute break. You experienced like maybe a second worth of uh, change in this show. Whoa! Now, if you're new to the show this will be news to you but if you have um, been following this show for a while if you've been around since definitely the beginning you will know that i have a master's degree in theater with an emphasis on acting although i learned a lot more than just acting it was uh it's not a MFA. It's an MA, a Master of the Arts in Theater. So it's not a terminal degree. An MFA is a three-year program and it's a terminal degree. An MA is a two-year degree and you can still use it to go on and get a doctorate in something else if you so if you choose to do so. Um, I don't feel like doing that just yet. Maybe one of these days I might want to get a doctorate. I don't know. Maybe. But as of right now, I think I'm happy just with the MA. And I learned all sorts of stuff. Um, and part of the thing with an MA is that you learn academics. An MFA, I would have spent more time focusing specifically just on acting stuff. But And I did learn a lot of stuff, various aspects of performance, various uh, methods techniques. I learned different skills, voice and movement, dancing. I've learned um, stage fighting from from judo to um, sword play to 12-point Taiwanese knife fighting. Yeah, dude. And let me tell you, 12-point Taiwanese knife fighting is fucking brutal, and I loved it. We were playing or practicing or learning with these like rubber knives and there's these moves. It's 12 points. So it's 12 different moves and you just, it is the most fucked up thing. It like shows you where all the tendons are. You disable all the tendons in a person. You, you like rip their jaw off with the knife. You can rip down The most brutal one is like, I think one of the last ones is you go in on the side of the ribs, just under the, uh, under the armpit, you go in stick. And then with your free hand, you put that on top of the other hand, holding the knife and use it for leverage as you drive the knife down, breaking through all the ribs as you go down the side of the torso. That is 12 point Taiwanese knife fighting. And that shit will fuck you up. I'm not a master in that. I took the class twice. Once I took it and then the second time because I was a a TA 
and uh, because I, I clearly enjoyed the class enough and uh, the, the professor who taught stage combat, um, he was a real life combat expert. He's a, a Green Beret or special ops. I forget which uh, he, he, he was a he's a legit certified trained killer um, and a legit certified um, academic teacher and performer uh he's an actor and a teacher yada 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 well we liked each other and he saw that i had fun and did well on the class so he invited me to be the uh, his teaching assistant and i said fuck yes get me out of intro to theater those kids don't care people who come to stage fighting they want to learn the fun shit and so yeah that was great um so that's some of the stuff I learned. I also learned more academic things. I read all sorts of different theory. I learned how to write about theory, do papers, um, analyze theory, just very academic kind of stuff. I learned how to do acad academia stuff. And it was so boring. And I, when I was in it, I totally did not see the value in it. I just wanted to learn um, how to become the best performer I possibly could at that time. I wanted to learn as much as I could. And so the academic stuff, I didn't really see any value in at the time. I didn't even really see value in being in the master's program at all, uh, going into it. But my mom kept urging me. She just urged me to please, please just, it's only two years do the master's program, get the degree, and get on with your life. Because that's only two years of your life, but if you do it, you get the degree, and you have that thing for life, and that will help you as you go throughout your life. And at the time, I was like, whatever, whatever, Ma, that's just stupid. It's just a waste of money, and, you know... They don't really know what they're talking about. It's just a piece of paper that they like, you know, paid for or whatever. And I went through it. I was like a fucking raging alcoholic, blah, blah, blah. Now, years later, I mean, even a, a couple of years out, out of school after having finished grad school and gotten on with my life, I actually started to see the value in higher education. Um, and every year that passes by, I see the value in it even more and even more because one of the things it taught me is something that you don't really get in undergrad, uh, for, for various reasons, many of which, because just time constraints and, uh, curriculum requirements, so on and so forth. But uh, grad school, I learned a lot more ac academic -y kind of stuff. And, um, I totally, the, the lesson that I got from it the most was, um, how to think and how to learn those that's, those are the, the gifts that keep on giving how to think critically. And I mean, like there are like objective ways you can think critically I mean, yes, you can be skeptical, you can question things, yada, yada, yada. But there's also a kind of like an actual uh, set, wrote process 
to thinking critically. And um, you really get that driven into you in a master's program, um, especially a very academic-y one. I'm not so sure about uh, grad programs that are more technical. I'm sure it's a little bit different for more technical kinds of things, but um, the master's theater program was very academic-y and performery, very theatery. So these are two things, because I love to learn and I love to perform. I love entertainment stuff, and, and I like to see where those two things intersect, education and entertainment. I think those two things put together um, pack a really powerful, meaningful, substantive punch that add value and color and meaning to a person's life. Yes, if you're thinking about going to grad school and if you think it's you're able to, if you think it's worth maybe taking out some loans to do it, I mean, do it. Why not? You YOLO. <laughs> I mean, why not? If you want to learn more, just go, you know, I, I, I believe in it. I believe in it now. At, at the time, as I was going through it, as I said, I questioned it. But now I'm like, I totally fucking get it. And it has helped me. Uh, the piece of paper, the stuff I learned, it has helped. It has opened doors. And I have skills and connections and opportunities that I seriously would not have had I not gone through grad school. And um, yeah, like I said, the, the real lesson, the real takeaway lesson is just how to learn, how to teach yourself and how to, um, how to distinguish bullshit from real shit. Those are the gifts that keep on giving that I got from grad school. And um, I put a lot of work into it, a lot of time, a lot of effort. I got a lot out of it. And this week, it all paid off. This week was the culmination of everything I have been working for in these past 31 years of my life these past oh over uh, uh over almost almost 10 years almost not quite but almost 10 years since i graduated from grad school um see i was 24 at the time i'm 31 now and all the work that i did through that time and all the work i've done since has culminated into the peak experience the peak opportunity this week not just two days ago i got called to audition for a commercial for at an at-home std testing kit yes you heard it folks i got to audition i with a masters in theater humble humble and and credentialed me mr bonafide or is it bonafide mr bonafide whichever i got to audition for an at-home std testing kit commercial and it was two different scenes and i played 
two different characters, both of whom had to talk about, like, one dude might have gonorrhea. The other dude's got weird stuff going on that might need a lab test. (laughs) One guy got a call from his ex-girlfriend. They talked about stuff like blisters and bumps and warts and dripping and burning and stuff. Like, yeah, this was the ultimate. This was the one time so far so far. I'm sure I've got better waiting for me. Uh, but before I was called in for my, for my shot at the audition, I was sitting in the waiting room and there was one other guy there at the time. More were coming in, but there's one other guy there. And I looked up at him and I said, you know, this is the one rare time where I think to myself, and I paused, but he picked up and said, I'm not sure if I really want this job. Now, usually you want a job, because, especially commercial jobs, because they pay fucking good. Commercial jobs pay well. I mean, even though, even non-union, non-SAG-AFTRA commercial jobs, um, non-union ones, they pay well too. You might not get residuals, but you get a lot of money all at once. And um, also you get exposure and experience and you get to work with people. So usually you want to accept a job because it's a fucking job. And they're not always around unless you're really, really lucky. Um, This was one of those jobs where it's like, do I want to be the face of herpes? (laughs) Talk about the gift that keeps on giving herpes. Um, now, I, I, a couple years ago, maybe three years ago, I went and got tested for the first time. There was nothing weird going on, nothing suspicious going on. I just, it had been on my mind, mind for a number of years. And I felt like I'm almost 30 years old at the time. I'm almost 30 years old and I have never gotten an STD or STI check before. And I feel really irresponsible because I have fucked. Yes. Yes. Mom and dad. I know you listen to the show. <laughs> Your son has fucked. And uh and uh he has <laughs> Your son has um done questionable things in questionable places with questionable people in questionable situations and he has gone years without getting tested afterwards. And so, you know, two or three years ago, I said, you know, fuck it. I, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go get tested because as much as I don't want to know if I have dormant HIV, I think I ought to know. I owe it to myself. I owe it to my partner. I owe it to my past partners. I'm going to go get tested. So I, I scheduled an appointment with Planned Parenthood online. I scheduled the appointment um, a few days later. I go in. Um, they 
take um yeah I, I was a little worried because i heard that they stick like a, a q-tip up your pee hole i was a little concerned about that but that's not what happened i think they sampled my my urine and did like a swab or something and then they were like do you want the full panel you have insurance and that will cover like a large like that'll cover the whole fucking cost um we can do blood tests to see if you have hiv or syphilis and i said i mean yeah i'm here it's my first time let's do the full fucking panel so they're like okay the blood we're going to have to send to a lab so that might take a couple weeks for you to get results but the other stuff um we can get results to you today so i said all right let's do it go in get tested no problem no problem I'm still waiting to hear back on the syphilis and or hiv um but yeah no problem and a couple weeks pass by and i get the blood test results back and i am syphilis and hiv free so mom and dad don't worry i'm clean Ding! I'm your good clean boy. <laughs> now, while I was waiting uh, for the in-house results for the the swab and the urine stuff, however, um, I, I was sitting in a hall next to like a little desk, and there was a young woman um, wor- working there at the desk, and she looked oddly familiar now she did not uh, she was not someone that i had fooled around with before she just looked really fucking familiar and i couldn't put my finger on it so i said to her i was like excuse me i think i know you and she looked up and shook her head and said you know you don't know me and i said oh and i'm looking at her and yeah i fucking know you so i say no, I I know you. You're really familiar. I'm just, and I named off a few different things. Like, were you in this play? Are you? Uh, do you? Are you an actor? Are you like with a certain thing? Do you know this person? Did I see you here? I fucking know you. I don't remember names, but I remember faces till the day I die. And she kept saying no, no, and she was very determined, very um, pointed in saying no. You don't know me. No. And uh, I got my results clean, went home, and it was just kind of on my mind. I couldn't think of it. Like, who the fuck was that person? And then a few months pass, and I talk about it to Emily, my current partner, and and I tell her about the thing. I told her about it before, like when I came home and said, babe, I'm clean. Yay for us. Um, <clears throat> I told her about this person I saw and, and I'm like, I know this person and I think they're fucking lying to me. I know I recognize her and I know her from somewhere, but she's fucking lying to me and saying I don't know her. And Emily didn't really, didn't really think of anything of it. And then months passed by and then Emily brought it up and was like, Hey, remember that woman you recognized at Planned Parenthood? And I said, yeah. And she said, I think we saw her do stand up." And I said, Oh my God, that's it. That was it. About two weeks before I went to get tested, I saw this young woman 
at a comedy showcase at a uh, theater downtown, a comedy club downtown. And there were various shows of like improv, sketch comedy, and some stand-up. And she did stand-up. And her part of like her whole stand-up set was about people who go to Planned Parenthood, the people she deals with at her work at Planned Parenthood. Yeah. So I recognized her because I saw her do stand-up comedy. And all of these things that I've been talking about in this block, in this past about 20 minutes, will all come and culminate when I be when I be coming right back. Sorry, I see I'm getting hot again, getting a little heat stroke, starting to slur my words. So I'm gonna take one more break and we'll get into the last part of the show. Be right back. Wink. I'm back. Let's finish this thing. Now, like I said, all the stuff I've been talking about will culminate. Perhaps not the uh, professional impropriety part, but mm, almost everything else will culminate. What, what have I talked about today? I've talked about the heat. I've talked about um, what I got out of getting a degree, an advanced degree. I've talked about um, other stuff. Well, uh, it's fucking hot. I got, it's just really hot. It's kind of hard to think. So, all right, let me wrap this up. Come on, man. Pull your shit together. All right, here we go. Um, it was really hot last night when I went to open mic. I've been going to the same place every Friday. Um I've been going at least once a week over the past two and a half months. I've committed to it, finally. I've done. I've been interested in stand-up for years, interested in doing it as well. And uh, I did a little bit here and there over the years, but I finally committed to it over the past two and a half months. been going at least once a week, and lately I've been, or over the past month at least, I've been going to the same place on Friday nights. Uh, it's a sort of outdoor patio venue, uh, smaller kind of intimate space but outdoors outside of this cafe and um every friday night and it's hosted by this guy who's been nothing but um very nice and supportive even like laughing at stuff that i didn't even expect would get a laugh um so it's been a good thing usually there's a good mixture of like half comedians half just people hanging out there sticking around to be audience members. Um, and that's a good thing. And it's good that it's an intimate space because people are more likely to laugh and it's easier to make a connection with people when you're all put together. It's kind of difficult if people are really spread apart and there are some places around here where it's like outside and they're all really spread apart. Um, anyway, so last, last night was, a little different. Things were already feeling weird. I was already feeling weary after two weeks of hell in my personal and professional life. Um, I was already overheating. I, I hadn't eaten enough. I was drinking water like crazy, but no amount of water would make me not heat stroked. Um, it was just miserable and it's been miserably hot and there was very little wind and uh, there were 
no non-comedians there. And it was the most people I've ever seen, uh, most people I've ever seen showed up to this uh, particular open mic. And, um, and so it was pretty crowded and we have to get out of there relatively early because that the place closes relatively early and, um, and everyone's just melting and sweltering hot. There's a shit ton of flies around. There was even this bee that kept like buzzing right around my fucking eye and loved me. So I had to like switch spots a few times till I finally got in front of a big outdoor fan uh that the bee apparently didn't want to be in the wind of um so yeah that's all going on and i I didn't show up until later in the list i was like the third before the last um comic on the list so a few people like two or three people before i went uh the crowd had drastically thinned out the only people left were the host and those of us who were like in the last 10 i don't think there's even 10 people by the time i went up um but it was very sparse um and we were all very very hot and overheated and the host was um he seemed like he was getting a bit crabby because i was kind of standing next to the the list and um thinking i i should just scratch my name off because i do not feel well at all i i I felt really bad before i felt unwell before i showed up and it just it only got worse the longer i stayed there just loopy shaky dehydrated no matter how much water i drank but then I was like, no, nah, man, you've committed to this. You're already here. Just a few more to go. Just stick it out and do the damn thing. So I stuck it out. And uh, meanwhile, the, the host was like looking at the list and like just cursing to himself under the breath, under his breath, um, which I don't know why. I guess he was concerned about the number of people. I was think he was concerned about maybe going over on the time. But... Uh, yeah, I stuck it out, and then my turn came up, and I went up to the mic. Um, the way this one is run, the way most of them are run, is the host will uh, they'll start with their own bit, and then uh, they'll introduce the first comic, and when that comic is done, he'll go up. You know, he shakes your hand when you walk up to the mic, and he shakes your hand when you walk away from the mic, and he goes up between each open micer to, I don't know, toss out some bit and then introduce the next person. And it's always like, put your hands together for that person. Now put your hands together for this person. Yada, yada, yada. If you've ever been to a comedy open mic, you know what the fuck I'm talking about. Well, um, he introduced me and uh, we did the handshake. um, And I, I, I did a new bit. I had four minutes. That's this place is like a four minute set. You get a light at three to let you know you have one minute left and to tell you to start wrapping it up. And um, so I, I tried out a new bit and it lasted only one minute. And it, it, it didn't go too terribly, but it fell kind of flat. And, um, and then I had three minutes left. And I was like, well, um, 
So I, I was like, okay, James, just start riffing. What's funny? What's been on your mind that's funny? So I started talking about uh, the the commercial for the at-home STD testing thing. And I just kind of wanted to turn it into a self-deprecating kind of a thing. So I was like, yeah, so I have a master's degree in acting. And I worked really, really hard for this. And uh, it's all paid off. I got to audition and play the role of a lifetime uh, for a commercial of a guy who gets a call from his ex-girlfriend and finds out he may or may not have herpes. I may or may not be the face of herpes. Now, the thing is, as soon as I said that, um, set the bit up by saying that I have a master's degree in acting, the host started laughing his ass off, just cackling. And um, no one else was laughing, and he was just cackling, though. And I was like, well, that's weird. I didn't really expect that to get a laugh. Maybe I delivered it funny or something. So I just kept going with the bit, the the riff, I guess. And, um, and then I finished up. And I ha- put the mic back in the stand. I walked off and shook hands with the host, and he just made zero eye contact. He usually makes eye contact and gives a good firm handshake. This was just a totally disinterested handshake. And, uh, you know, even if someone bombs, he'll go up and say, all right, everyone, put your hands together. They did their best. Let's uh, keep our hands clapping for the next person. I didn't get that. Not this time. This time, he grabbed the mic and said, you have a master's degree in acting? Are you a fucking idiot? That is so fucking stupid. That is so fucking stupid. You know you don't need a master's to act, right? You just do it. Jesus Christ. It's like getting a master's degree in stand-up. It's fucking stupid. You know those people that actually exists? Master's degrees in stand-up? It's fucking ridiculous. I don't know, though. Maybe this next person has one. Put your hands together for blah, 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 blah. Now, uh, let me let me just say this. I really don't like being called a fucking idiot. And I really don't like when people demean me. Now, what he said was technically true. Yeah. Sure, technically, you don't need a degree of any kind. Technically, you don't need training of any kind to act. You can go act. But chances are, you're going to fucking suck. And maybe, maybe if you're real lucky, you'll have some talent. Raw talent. But the thing is, and anyone who knows what the fuck they're talking about, when it comes to acting, anyone will tell you, if you're relying on talent and talent alone, you're not going to last long, and that talent's going to run out real fucking quick because you're going to lack versatility, and you're going to lack craft. You're going to lack skill. You're going to lack the tools, the tools necessary to fucking play any role. 
uh, and you're going to lack the tools necessary to make a long lasting career. If you want to get really fucking good at acting, you have to get training. Now, I, I also, I do understand that there are master's degrees for comedy, and I understand that there are master's degrees for stand-up specifically. I understand there are um, schools and classes for stand-up, and I also understand that there are a lot of scams, a lot of um, people taking advantage of other people's hopes and dreams, like taking their money, saying like, oh, I can teach you the tricks of the trade of stand-up to make you, uh, you know, a fucking overnight success. I know that's not how shit works. But, and I also know that there are shitty and scam classes for acting as well. That's one of the reasons why I chose to go the traditional academic route to get training. I've gotten more training since then. I've gotten training outside of school, but you know, I knocked two fucking birds out with one stone. I got a master's degree that can only help me in my life. And two, I got the experience, the training, the skills, the tools necessary to know how to continue to get better and better at my craft because I understand the craft and I understand the history of the craft. I can teach it if I want to, if I ever want to teach. Um, and the thing is with stand up, you got open mics with stand up. Ultimately you are alone. You have to figure it out on your own. Um, there are no techniques. There are no methods to stand up. It's like a anything goes sort of thing. And you're alone. It's just you and the audience. Maybe you'll have a partner. Maybe you'll have a, a duo act. But in most cases, you're just alone. And your partner is the audience. So it benefits you to go to an open mic. And to get experience through trial and error. That is completely fucking different than acting. For acting... You need to have a scene partner and you need to have someone to watch and adjust and give you notes, yada, yada, yada. Acting, there are techniques because you cannot rely on raw talent alone. You have to hone a craft and anyone can learn the skills. Anyone can learn the craft. It's a craft. It's a trade. You can learn for real. And, uh, in order to learn those tools, though, I mean, you can read about it, but in order to really learn it and in order to get really fucking good at it, you have to train and you have to be taught. It's like martial arts. You have to have hands-on teaching and training and adjustment. And uh, I wanted to get, and I still, I want to be the fucking greatest I possibly can at acting. Because I love it that much. And I have committed my life to it. And so I see value in training it. And for that guy to equate a master's degree in stand-up with a master's degree in acting, that's called a false equivalency. And he just, he felt so fucking proud for himself. And I was so fucking pissed off and humiliated. 
As soon as he said that shit, man, I, it just gutted me. I was utterly humiliated. I wanted to cry. I wanted to cry. And at the same time, I was like, but also, James, you know you have heat stroke right now. You're overheated. You haven't eaten enough either. So maybe you're not thinking clearly. Maybe you're being a bit too emotional. Maybe you're taking it, uh, taking something personal that you shouldn't take personal. Uh, maybe this is just stand-up. You know, that's just stand-up. He's just roasting you, man. Toughen up. Get some thick skin. Come on. It's just a joke. <sighs> not really. Not really. The guy was being a deliberately ignorant and demeaning dick. And I bet he felt good. I bet he felt big. This host of a fucking open mic. This host. And he fucking knows that I'm new to stand up. He knows that I'm still learning by trial and error. Um, and he fucking attacked me. Called me an idiot. I basically said I was fucking stupid for uh, wanting to get really good at something that I love to do. And, you know, I've been through a lot of shit in the entertainment industry, in my personal life, throughout my life. I've been through a lot of shit. And specifically with the entertainment industry, I've been through, I've had to develop some really fucking thick skin. And I've also had to develop a really good gauge of whether or not a slight, uh, a perceived slight, is personal or not. Now, at the time, um, when he said it, as I was standing there about to cry and deciding to walk off to the car and beating myself up and wanting to go back and scream at him, um, or also just hide in my car and cry. Um, I got in my car and drove home and just felt like shit. Um, and uh, I've been running it through my head. And I ran it by some friends. Because I, I talked about it on social media, man. I, I needed some fucking validation. Um, no. My instinct is right. The thing I always find that I should lean into is my intuition, is my instinct. And my intuition, my instinct says that that guy was deliberately being mean and petty and jealous. Because I mentioned I have an advanced degree doing this thing, uh, doing this art, um, and that I'm getting auditions for it. Meanwhile, he is not. Meanwhile, he is hosting an open mic. Now, if there's one thing I've learned, and I keep learning it more and more as I go further into the entertainment career, it's that if you are going to get anywhere, if you are going to last in the biz, um, you can't be a dick. Dicks don't last. The only way dicks last is if you have enough money to buy yourself opportunities or if you're freakishly well-connected, if you're wrapped up in complete nepotism. And that guy definitely doesn't have enough money 
to buy opportunities, and he certainly isn't fucking connected enough to get away with being a dick. And, um, fuck that guy. You know what? Fuck that guy. He doesn't know what he's talking about. And he's a fool. That's what I say. Um, yeah. So I've been thinking about what can I say? Because I want to get back. Because I am going to go back. I'm going to go back next week. And I'm going to sign up. And I'm going to see if he mentions it. If he says something. If he tries to talk down to me again. I'm going to uh, rip into him. But I'm trying to... I've been running through my head the best way to do it. Um, Maybe even if I don't end up, you know, knocking him down off of his fucking high chair has his high horse um if not even that i i still want to clarify because while he is still technically correct he's way fucking off um and maybe influencing other people in the audience who might not know any better influencing them in the wrong way and i personally want to set the fucking record straight so i've been running through my head if only to help process um, how fucking livid I am at that prick. Um, Trying to figure out the best way to state my case that what I've done with my life is not a fucking waste and it brings value. And who the fuck are you to attack another person? You who clearly are trying to get somewhere in the business who the f- in the entertainment industry, who the fuck are you to attack somebody like that? And, um, you know, maybe if I want to be really petty, if I want to go down to his level, maybe I can mention, you know what I've gotten from my fucking degree? I've gotten laid and I've gotten paid. And in 10 years, I'll be getting paid more. And you might still be sitting here at the back of an open mic talking down to people trying to learn the craft just to make yourself feel a little better, just to make yourself feel a little bit more important. Maybe if I want to bring myself down to his level, I might say that, but I don't know. I don't know. But that's the week. I'm very warm right now, people, so I'm going to wrap this up. Thank you all for watching. Again, if you want to donate, you can go to patreon.com slash that thing with James. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at James J. Asher. Visit my website, jamesjasher.com. If you're listening, rate and review, please. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe, leave a comment, like the videos you like. And for all of you, share the show with your friends. I love you all. And thank you so much. And maybe next week, hopefully, um, I've got more like happy stuff to talk about. <laughs> Maybe next week uh, I won't be so um, pissed. And I think part of that's because it's so hot in here. So I'm going to go. I'm going to turn on the AC. Thanks. 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 Thank you all. Uh, see you next week. Bye. I love you. Bye. <laughs>